Everybody, welcome into Mining Stock Daily. This is Trevor Hall. Wrapping up our very busy day, we've had a number of corporate updates to share throughout the day, but I tell you what, this precious metal sector and the junior exploration sector certainly uh, showed showed some true grit today and held in there, and it just did absolutely spectacular. Uh, gold is trading at $18, $1,818 on the futures basis. Uh, that is up just about half a percent. Silver really outperformed. That was up almost 2.5%. The miners per the GDX up almost 3.5%. GDXJ up 3.5%. Just a solid all-around day. Uh, one of those companies on the U.S. big board, Alexco Resources, was up $0.10, cents, I believe, today. It actually traded higher than that. And I'm privileged and always welcoming to join Mr. Clint Nauman, the CEO and chairman of Alexico. Clint? It's been a busy couple of weeks for you. Thanks for taking some time with us here on Mining Stock Daily. Yeah, good afternoon, Trevor, and uh, glad glad to be here. Yeah, it's, so you particularly today. Particularly <laughs> today, yeah, it's an exciting day, especially for those silver exactly. stocks. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, you've, you've done a number of these interviews, so you know I don't want to cover a whole lot uh, of what's already <clears> been done. But uh, for our listeners, uh, we do have to talk about a number of things that came down the pipeline. I mean, it's been a very, very busy couple of weeks. You know, you and I first met and did an interview on site there at Keno Hill back in the Yukon last July. So this is almost a year ago, practically to the date almost. And, uh, you know, one of the things you were talking about a year ago was this amended water license you were waiting on for the approval. Back then we thought it was going to be in the fall. Well, the fall came around, still no word, but we finally got word that the amended water license is in place and all of a sudden it's a green light for Keno Hill. This has got to be an exciting time for you and the company. Give us your thoughts here and everything running through you and the company's uh, business plans right now. Yeah, well, that's true, Trevor. Um, I remember those conversations, um, you know, on site quite clearly because at the time, I think that, you know, I was reflecting some frustration with the water licensing process uh, in the Yukon. Um, you know, we now have an amended um, and renewed uh, water license, so um, it'll be finalized in the next week or two here. It's a draft it's, uh, that's currently uh, uh, that's being issued. Um, and it's taken us two and a half years to, uh, to get to that point. So there's definitely, you know, inefficiencies in the system uh, in the Yukon. Some of it's related to the fact that you know that there is a, a fairly large pipeline of, of of companies and projects that are trying to get permitted but i mean there are inefficiencies bureaucratic inefficiencies in the process and in the system and but you know the the government the 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 uh, the the yukon the yukon government you know remains steadfast in its uh, intent and 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 in its uh, anticipation that it's going to be able to you know make this process much more efficient so yeah we're happy to have the license it's the last hurdle that we had to get over um we were not going to move forward until we had that license in hand um you know we're there now so uh yeah so we we're we're on the road to uh, production here you know i was uh, fortunate to kind of be the um, host for a Canadian mining symposium uh, session with Yukon miners. You were on that board. Uh, and then the uh, vice premier of the Yukon was also on that panel as well. And it sounded like even from him and the government side of things, there was acknowledgement that th there's always 
going to be improvements that can be made, whether it's through a water license or any sort of part of government. And they are looking to do that. So that was nice to hear. And that's going to be nice to hear from you as a miner as well. Yeah, no, no, exactly right. And, and um, you know, we... You know, we're working in a in a in a brownfields district. Um, you know, at the end of the day, so and this district has been environmentally assessed, um, and has been licensed and authorized. You know, in various you know manners um, over the years. So there's nothing, you know, there's nothing new. I don't think there's any you know compromise. There's certainly no compromise on the environmental side. Um, you know, relative to what we've done in the past or what we're anticipating we do in the future, other than the fact that you know, our environmental performance just continues to improve. So you, uh, you ready to go mine some, <laughs> you ready to go mine some silver now, Clint? Uh, yes, I've been ready for a while. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as I, as I tell our own employees, you know, we worked very hard here for the last, uh, the last couple of years to get us to this point. And now we've now we've worked hard for a couple of years. We've gotten to the point where now the hard work starts, right? So uh, for us, um, yeah, no question. It's all about execution. So that's what we're focused on. Well, you got me a little excited before the announcement of the water license because I did notice that all of a sudden on your website, there was quite a plethora of job openings for Alexco Resources. <laughs> and, you know, it was one of those things like, well, why would you go and hire a bunch of people if this thing really wasn't uh, going to get greenlit? So that was good to see. Can you comment on this hiring process and kind of where you're looking to hire people from? I mean, are you focused on trying to keep it as local as possible? Yeah. So we, I mean, there's several things that we're trying to balance here um, in terms of skills and abilities um, that are required. Plus, we're managing through the COVID um, circumstances. So we're pretty much focused on the Yukon and on British Columbia. Um, and we are, um, you know, we're, we're having, you know, as you noticed, we did sort of, um, you know, we did sort of prepare for this, you know, phase of our scale up a little early. Um, and the response that we've gotten to um, our uh, recruiting efforts has generally been pretty good. Um, and at this point, that it, it does not seem to be you know, an issue or an impediment to moving forward on the time scale, on the timeline that we uh, originally anticipated. But yes, we're trying to keep it local. Um, BC, the Yukon, because uh, because they've opened their border, people can move backwards and forwards without having to quarantine as of July the 1st. Um, that's certainly our, our priority. Plus, um, you know, we do not want to get back into uh, this whole process of flying people from you know, the furthest points in North America to, to work if we can avoid that. We'd much rather keep it local. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this water license, it is important to note that it's an amended water license. This isn't a brand new water license. Exactly. Yeah, and, exactly. And well, it's, it's renewed. It's renewed for the next 15 years, um, and it's amended because we added the Birmingham deposit to the existing license. Okay. Now, from what I understand, and please correct me if I'm wrong, if you add any additions to the mill, you will have to amend that water license once again. Is that true? That's correct. And so we're, you know, that mill is licensed for and designed for 400 tons a day. Um, and, um, and we have a plan that would anticipate that that, vol that throughput would move up, uh, but not until year three, um, you know, in that sort of scenario. 
Um, and so, yes, having got this license, we will be uh, looking now to go back in uh, for capacity expansion, um, you know, relative to the mill, for sure. Okay. Well, that just kind of segues into my next question. That really is uh, adding more resources to the Keno Hill project. Where are those resources going to come from? Is it typically going to be this Birmingham deposit that showed excellent grades a few months ago? Yeah, I mean, that, uh, right off the top, that would appear to be the most, um, you know, that would appear to be the most the most obvious place to be looking for additional resource. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the, um, uh, the, the point to, to remember at Birmingham is that, um, you know, the, the deposit itself is in all categories is about 40 million ounces of silver. Um, and, uh, you know, the great majority of those are indicated. But only you know only a small you know twelve million odd are in the in the reserve, uh, currently um, anticipated um, you know to be to be mined in the mine plan. In putting together the the entire mine plan for Keno Hill, we focused on manageable capital, and you know de-risking the project up front, and returning um, you know material. Um, you know, benefits to the shareholders and, and, and to the company. So the way we did that was we started off with a fairly large resource um, and, and reserve, um, and we continued to move up the, uh, the, the cutoff grades that we were using to see where we got to a project that was relatively low capital, high return, something we could move to production relatively quickly, but also something that had, you know, a lot of upside in terms of capacity expansion. The point I'm trying to make here is that in a place like Birmingham, where you have a very large resource and growing resource of, you know, 800, 900,000 gram material, um, that in doing that, moving that to cut off grade up, we left behind about 20 million ounces of silver that have a resource grade of more than 800 grams per ton. So 20 million ounces is not included in the current mine plan simply because we kept beeping up that cutoff. Um, and it also plays into another important point, which is de-risking the first couple of years of this project, um, which is where the, the, the renegotiated agreement with silver, with wheat and precious metals comes in. Um, in, 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 in executing this mine plan, um, you know, a great majority of the development that goes into the Birmingham deposit, life of mine, is going into that deposit in the first couple of years. Um, and that will enable us to, to source and to incrementally add those ounces should the conditions, the market, and, and, our, and our efficiencies allow it. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good, solid plan. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and, uh, you know, and, and, and the execution of it's going to be paramount, obviously. Will you plan on going back and kind of updating some of these technical reports? I mean, I know there was a PFS published and, and, but those numbers have obviously changed. I mean, there's a different market and you got more resources. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and quite frankly, Trevor, I mean, that's an internal discussion we've been having because we have done a significant amount of optimization work. Um, and, um, and, 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 you know, that optimization work, you know, may or may not, you know, include additional resources at Birmingham that are already, you know, may already make it to the mine plan. 
So yes, those those conversations, I, I, I can't commit to that. But those conversations are very active, um, you know, um, amongst our group. Certainly, once we get back in production and we're looking at quarterly reporting, um, you know, once we once we reach commercial, um, you know, the commercial level, um, then um, yeah, we're, get, we're we we do need to be able to to, to speak about some of these efficiencies um, and improvements we've been able to identify here. Well, would you would I don't know, and maybe this is just me thinking off the top of my head, but I would assume that maybe some big institutional money or big financiers that are looking at Alexco may want to see something updated on paper as well before they would jump yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, no question. And it sort of goes to the to the other point here. And this is totally blue sky, you know, forgive me. I mean, I personally am convinced that operating Kino Hill at 400 tons a day just make, it does not make a lot of sense longer term. At Kino Hill, you have a very large resource of 600 gram, 700 gram material. We have 100 million ounces in our resource base in all categories. You know, three quarters of that is indicated. Um, so, you know, and a lot of that 600, 700 gram material is not being gathered up in this mine plan. So, you know, what that's telling you is that 400 tons a day is probably not the the proper um, you know capacity to be operating this uh, to, at which to be operating this district. We don't know what the you know what that optimum capacity is, but but in terms of the of what you're getting at, in terms of the the bigger plan, we need to put that together for sure. And and you can be assured that that we're we're working on it, and at the appropriate time, we'll bring it forward. Uh, as it comes back to the conversation I've had with a lot of people in the last couple of weeks, is is bigger always better, right? Not necessarily. I mean, yeah. this is yeah. So the you know the 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 issue. You know, it's these are underground operations. This is not break it by the acre type, you know, mining. This is dilution control and 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 delivery of the highest value tons to the mill as efficiently as possible, and never letting a lower grade ton get in front of a higher grade ton at the you know at the crusher. That's what Kino Hill is all about. So it's uh, it it and, and you're exactly right. You've got a district here. You've got several mines, um, you know, that will be operating. And it's not a straightforward equation to look at that template and that complexity in terms of, um, you know, operating multiple mines, a central milling complex, and how you optimize that entire plan for sure. Uh, let's move on. I want to talk to you about this, another amendment, and that was to the royalty with wheat and precious metals. You know, for years and years, this had always kind of been kind of a dark cloud hanging over Alexco. It was a pretty hefty royalty, um, but that's been amended. It's actually, sounds like it's been cut down on, on the curve of production. Uh, now you're down, I mean, give or take about 10%, um, less than 10% on of an NSR I, and you've got to explain this to me because it's it's hard for me to see the benefit from Wheaton to cut this down. Um, I mean, obviously, great for you guys, uh, but it's just like how, how how did you do this? Well, I mean, you know, give credit to Wheaton Precious Metals, um, you know, and, and their team, and they they know that you know that originally, um, you know, Wheaton and Randy Smallwood specifically. Um, you know, had a lot of you know a lot of confidence and optimism um, you know around the Keno Hill district. It was a relatively unknown district um, when Alexco acquired it, 
And to be fair, um, you know, Whedon, you know, uh, invested 50 million bucks, um, gave us the initial capital to put this district into production, essentially, when the company was barely worth 50 million dollars. Um, and uh, and we had no, we had virtually no, we didn't have reserves, we had virtually no resource. So they were, they, they took a, a, you know, a risk up front. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, subsequent to that, um, you know, the number of things have changed at Keno Hill. We've found a lot more ounces. Um, you know, the grades are improving, the silver grades are improving, you know, as we, uh, you know, as we go along and find these new deposits and whatnot. So, you know, in terms of the, the payback, if you like, on the risk that silver Wheaton, uh, you know, that Wheaton Precious Metals now, you know, has taken, I mean, that has been realized. They also realize that, you know, this is a major district. It, it has long-term potential, and they are interested in the longer-term potential of the district, seeing it operate, see their, see their stream of metal, um, you know, continue for, you know, the, the maximum amount of time that, that possible. So, um, you know, the original, you're right when you say that the NPV, the, uh, so the NSR, you know, that we had related to the original agreement, the very original agreement, you know, reached a point where we were carrying about a 20% NSR, um, you know, back when we were originally mining at, at Belkino. Under the new agreement, you're exactly right. The, the, the life of mine, based on the existing um, information and mine plan that we have, the life of, life of mine NSR now is less than 10%. And in fact, in the first couple of years, going back to my point previously about the development work that we're going to do at the front end so we can access incrementally access these additional ounces the the nsr on the front end of this mine plan is is in the seven to eight percent range so so yes it is a huge step forward um and 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 our hats are off to to wheat and to the to the team at precious metals wheat and precious metals you know and helping us to get to, to where we're at here so so yeah and, and the other thing is that you know it, it under the original agreement um, just by just to bring it down to real numbers here, we're going to be producing about four million ounces of silver per year, as and and you know 75, 78 percent of our revenues driven by silver. So we're about as close as you can come to a pure silver player. That 25 percent of that silver is still going to be streamed to Silver Whedon, but under the original agreement. And you know, in a seventeen, eighteen dollar silver market, they would have been paying us maybe six, seven dollars an ounce for that silver. Under this new agreement, in the first couple of years, you know, they're paying us close to twelve bucks. So it's about a five dollar per ounce benefit for that portion of the silver that's streamed to silver wheat. And so, yes, it you know that, that we it's all part of this de-risking program. It's mitigated, um, you know, you know, hopefully that that um, perception that you know that this is a a major you know um you know impediment to to uh to the future of, of Keno hill i think that is entirely offset by this by this new arrangement I, I don't want to keep you too long we're running out of time here clint but i, I do want to ask you about your environmental service um this was the bread and butter this is how you've made a living for a very long time uh it's it, you have a name uh, Alexico Environmental Services has a name throughout the Yukon for doing just excellent work. Uh, you have sold that business, but you're keep is it, you're still keeping it for the Keno Hill stuff, right? Yeah. Well, the yeah two 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 parts two answers there. Yes, 
um, you know, we started that business way back in 2006. Um, you know, um, we grew it up to, you know, a workforce of, you know, 100 people, eight offices across Canada of the United States, you know, top line revenues, 30 million plus. Um, and it was becoming, um, you know, a bigger and bigger part of the administrative effort, um, you know, of the company. We, you know, our, but our DNA is is mining. Um, and so we decided that we would, uh, you know, we would divest that business and we'd redeploy, you know, that capital into the silver business where we get that, where, where, you know, we, where you get the leverage. Um, and we, we accomplished that in the first quarter of this year. Um, we do have, there's two, two caveats to that. One is that we have an arrangement in place with the, uh, with the new company, which is called Encero Solutions. Um, run out of Denver, actually, um, and uh, to provide us the environmental work that we need in the Yukon. And secondly, we did not divest that portion of the business which requires us to do the legacy cleanup at Keno Hill. So that's a very large project funded by the government of Canada, and that work will continue under the Alexco umbrella, as will the profits from it. Was it hard for you to get to to sell that business off after building it? it such you know, it, I I am the one person at Alexco. Well, that Brad and I both just yeah. we really like that business. I mean, and 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 quite frankly, we saw a lot of really cool stuff. Um, you know that these would be this would be value that's buried behind some solvable environmental problem. We did have two or three occasions where um, we had the opportunity to acquire you know, deposits in return for solving environmental problems that we were very confident in, but they were never in jurisdictions that we felt really comfortable with. Um, so we sort of, we sort of passed on, on that, on that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what you'd want to do is find another Keno Hill, right? <laughs> Keno Hill was a, you know, was originally a, you know, $40 million problem on the taxpayers' books in Canada. Yeah. Um, and the and the relationship we have now with Canada is one that solves that problem and, you know, offsets the taxpayer liability. I I just can't uh, imagine like you know building something up to a thirty million dollar business, and uh, all that blood, sweat, and tears, and and then letting it go to do something risky and <laughs> like mining, right? <laughs> it's a DNA thing. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I mean, just, uh, you, you know, we, we've had a, you know, a deep background in environmental, um, you know, um, you know, solving environmental problems. I mean, I mean, I, I have, especially through my, you know, operations days in Canada and in the United States. So, I mean, there's a definite niche there for an operator driven environmentally focused business there's no question i mean and our success demonstrated that i think and so how much did you sell that for uh, at the end of the day it's about 13 and a half million bucks 13 and a half million and then you cash. just cash, cash. Yeah. and yeah. uh and then you financed kino hill at 30 million so roughly i don't know 45 50 million bucks um what do you right. need now as far as capital to continue to move forward into construction and get this thing going or is that it are you are you set to go no no we're 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 well set to go and we did you know we risk assessed this entire thing we looked at 
various scenarios in terms of a second wave of COVID, you know, what that might do to us. So um, we feel very comfortable um, with where we're sitting at the present time. Um, and, you know, we anticipate moving down our, you know, predetermined timeline to production here being in being in production, at least having first concentrate deliveries in the fourth quarter of this year. Okay, so within five six months, we're gonna we're gonna see some uh, production exactly. underway. Uh, yeah. I, in the meantime, I'm assuming construction updates. Are you gonna do any more exploration drilling and get some of that out the door too? Yeah, and in fact, um, you know, very timely. Um, you know, we've had a wonderful staff, um, you know, on site and attached to site who have sat here quietly. Um, you know, over the over the last several months, um, you know, waiting for us to sort of pull the trigger here. Um, so, you know, we are going to get some kind of construction tracking and uh, development tra tracking system in place. So it's, you know, so we can talk, um, you know, um, accurately to, to everybody. Um, and we're, we're just mobilizing uh, for expiration. Actually, we have a delayed start this year, primarily because of the COVID restrictions. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're going to be going right back to, uh, to Birmingham and, and drilling some deeper holes there. And just to talk my own book a little bit, um, you know, there you've got Birmingham is now the largest deposit we've found. Um, so I, we just have a, a real curiosity if, if this deposit is, you know, 30, 40 million ounces, is it now, as it is now, if it's double that size, I think we would want to know about that sooner rather than later. And that's what this drilling is designed to do as to whether or not that opportunity exists. And I would qualify that by saying that even if that deposit doubles in size, it would not alter the existing mine plan, which is to get after that 900,000 gram material, which is relatively shallow and to which towards which we are, we're, we're developing at the present time. It would never preempt that part of the mine plan. So, uh, but it would have significant strategic effect on the long-term view of the district for sure you can always come on the show and toot your own horn a little bit clint you deserve <laughs> it uh you know i remember a year ago when i was on the ground i saw Kino hill gotta talk to you really in depth about the project both on and off mike and um you know when i left the yukon the one thing that stuck in my head was alexco is a no-brainer uh and it was trading like a buck <laughs> at the time and uh so it's been real exciting time i'm happy to be a shareholder always happy to have you on the show uh the door and the microphone are always available for you uh thanks so much for your time okay trevor and uh, don't forget to come back see us and uh maybe we can give you some of those high grade samples yeah i would love one for my rock collection here i have i have behind me uh, but we got to get take care of this covid thing first you know exactly right All exactly right, right. That's Clint Nauman. He is the CEO of Alexco Resource. Clint, have yourself a great rest of the week and uh, have yourself a scotch for me, okay? <laughs> Thanks, Trevor.